0: Good evening. Bell, do you feel like you're tipping? Yeah. Okay. You hold down that side of the church. Let's rise and greet one another. Okay. He's got plenty of company. God's peace be with you. We rise and share God's peace with our sisters. God's Advent peace. But don't sit down, because this is the service we don't, sit, we don't sing first. We go right on into it. Or you get extra Lutheran exercise if you already sat down. Sorry about that. Extra Lutheran calisthenics. All right. Here we are reminded this evening of, of the God who binds us together as a family and gives all of our relationships purpose. God bless your worship this evening. Oh, Lord. Open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me.
1: Make haste to help me.
0: The first reading chosen for this evening comes to us from the book of Malachi, the fourth chapter, beginning with the fourth verse. Remember the law, my servant Moses, his statutes and just decrees that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: The epistle reading for this evening is found in the sixth chapter of the book of Philippians, of Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: And as you are able, please rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when the time of his service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked upon (coughs) me, to take away my reproach among the people. This is the gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, O Christ.
0: Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. This is the name of God. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. This is the name
1: by which he will be called: The Lord is our righteousness.
0: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. This
1: is the name by which.
0: Seated as we sing. Good evening. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the first year of their marriage, with his wife sick with a fever, her husband insists, I'm taking you to the hospital for a complete checkup. In the second year of their marriage, when his wife gets sick again, her husband announces, I've called the doctor, he's going to come right over. In the third year of their marriage, the husband says, I'll make you something to eat. Do we have any soup? And in the fourth year of their marriage, when his wife is sick again, the husband says, honey, after you've fed the kids and washed the dishes, you better hit the sack. You look beat. (laughs) Family life. Relationships. They can be the best of times. They can be the worst of times. On this, the first evening service of Advent, we'll look at two families in particular tonight. There's much to learn from the families connected with the birth of Jesus. They faced infertility, rejection, frustration, loss, and so much more. And our Luke 1 reading for tonight introduces us, actually just verse 5, mentions 2. In the time of Herod, the king of Judea, there was a priest named... Zachariah. We'll start by highlighting Herod and his family, and then we'll zero in on Zechariah and his. First, Herod's family. Yes, as we get started, this Herod is also the one called Herod the Great. And yes, again, this is the same Herod who, when Jesus was born, ordered the execution of all the boys under the age of two in and around Bethlehem. In fact, to say that Herod was a monster is putting it mildly. Born into a politically connected family in the 70s, B.C., Herod was destined for a life of politics. He married ten times and ordered the execution of two of his wives and three of his sons. When Herod's father was poisoned by a political opponent, seething with revenge, he formed a plan. He invited his father's killers over for a dinner party, and when they all arrived, he had them all killed. At the age of 69, Herod knew that he was dying and that no one would mourn his death. He longed to have some tears at his funeral, so he devised one final desperate plan. He would bring together the top leaders of the land for a meeting in Jericho. And once they arrived, he would have the fortress gates locked. And just before the moment of his death, he would have all the leaders killed. One way or another, people were going to cry at Herod's funeral. I'm actually reminded of another far less violent story from history in the late 1800s two paddle boats on the mississippi they left memphis for new orleans and they were racing and as their boat fell behind an enterprising sailor took some of the ship's cargo and began throwing it into the oven when the other sailors saw that they burned just as well as coal they threw even more of it in and that boat ended up winning the race but in the process had burned up Everything it was supposed to take to New Orleans. That's a tragic picture of Herod's family. To win the race, eliminate every rival, and to be top dog, Herod burned all the cargo. Herod destroyed his own family. Now thank God, I can hear all of us say in our minds, thank God I'm not like Herod. I'll never raise an angry hand against someone who cares about me. I pay my taxes and and every now and then slip a little extra into the plate at church. Once at a nursing home, I even played bingo with my grandmother. But if we're honest with ourselves, we sometimes see in the mirror a little Herod staring back at us. There's part of us that would rather rule than serve dominate rather than submit, get ahead and win, even at the expense of the people we care about. We've all used words to slice and dice our loved ones, made selfish decisions that have hurt our family and our neighbors, ignored clear warnings from God's word, and the result, though our relationships can be the best of times, too often we make them the worst. So much for highlighting Herod's family. Let's now turn to Zechariah. They had no children because Elizabeth was barren. They were both well along in years. In Luke one twenty five, Elizabeth describes her barrenness as a reproach, a disgrace among the people. In those days, if you had kids, you had everything, and if you had no children, you had nothing. Zechariah and Elizabeth longed for a child, but now it's too late. They were both too old. That ship sailed, that train left the station, there was no going back. They were both well along in years. The pain of regret hits. What seasons of life have you gone through? Maybe you've been like Zechariah and Elizabeth, perhaps wanting children but not able to. Maybe you've been single, desperately wanting to be married but it not happening. Maybe you're married but it hasn't turned out like you expected Maybe you've got a few years under your belt and more than a few regrets. Now rear their head. Like Zechariah and Elizabeth, we can all feel disgrace or reproach. We can even feel angry or bitter. And is that the end of the story? Not as we read their story. God intervened. He gave Elizabeth and Zechariah gifts. And no matter who you are or what your situation is, some of the gifts that God gives them... He's given to you too. The ones that really matter are the same gifts that he gives to you and your relationships and what are they? The first is that God's promises never end. Zechariah and Elizabeth had some awesome stories that they had grown up with. First and foremost, Israel's three matriarchs, Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel, they were all barren at one time. And so was Hannah, the mother of Samuel. All four women eventually had children. Elizabeth and Zechariah must have thought somewhere in the back of their minds if God could do it before, not once but four times, he can do it again. But they got plenty of other stories in God's word. Stories where dark times came and God even got his people through those with the promise that one day every tear would be wiped away. Has your life, have your relationships ever left you frustrated or feeling empty? Then hear this. The same God who is faithful to the long line of people who have come before you is faithful to you as well. God loves you. His promise for you in Jesus Christ never, ever ends. You may even give up on you, but he has not. He rejoices and he replaces He takes that emptiness and replaces it with the promise of fulfillment. Number two, God's presence never disappoints. Zechariah was chosen by the custom, according to the priesthood, to go into the temple and burn incense. And Luke 23 records another time that someone had access to the temple. Only they walked in and found that the temple curtain had been torn in two from top to bottom. In Luke 1, Zechariah is given access to God's presence and an angel shows up. In Luke 23, because of Jesus' death, we're given access to God and eternal life shows up. God's presence never disappoints. God's presence is tasteable and touchable every week. The body that suffered and was crucified, that was raised never to die again, is present for you. This morning, as you came to the table, the blood that was shed, spilled, and spattered, and that now can never die, you took in. And this real presence forgives all of your failures, all of your life's relationships and all of their difficulties, every last one of them. And finally, God's plan never fails. God gave Elizabeth and Zechariah a child. He gave them a hope and a future. And God's promise is that this child, John, will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn hearts God's plan is to turn hearts toward home, to turn your heart toward home, to replace vengeance, bitterness, with forgiveness and love. God in his son Jesus gave every single one of us a child. And through that child, he gave us all a hope and a future. And because this son lives on forever, the future's guaranteed forever. And his presence is guaranteed whatever we might go through until then. One day a mother came home from the grocery store. She looked in her living room and she saw her two little children sitting side by side. As she got closer, the mother saw that her kids were playing with two of the cutest little skunks you have ever seen. mother couldn't stop herself from yelling. Run. Get out of here, kids. Run! So each child grabbed a skunk and began to run. (laughs) After that, well, let's just say that day was a dirty, rotten, smelly day, to say the least. That day was not a good day for them. I'm actually not sure how long it took for that family to finally chuckle about that day. Too soon? Too soon. Family, relationships, best of times worst of times but when things get smelly for us in our day we don't need to fly off the handle like Herod and risk losing it all instead we trust God's promises which never end <laughs> we trust God's presence which never disappoints and we trust God's plan which never fails they're real they're alive and they work. Don't believe me, just ask Zechariah, Elizabeth, and the whole great line of all those who have come before and have now seen what has been promised. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I invite you to rise as we sing. <coughs> Let my prayer rise before you as incense. Seated as we continue our time together this evening with the gathering of our gifts, offerings, and tithes. I invite you to rise for prayer, beginning with our Kyrie. As we pray for our families, let us open our hearts to God's love and compassion. For fathers and mothers, grandfathers and grandmothers, we pray for wisdom and courage. Lord, in your mercy, our prayer. Heavenly Father, when times get tough, assure us that your promises never end, your presence never disappoints, and your plan never, ever fails. Lord, in your mercy, our prayer. Heavenly Father, turn our hearts towards home. Heal fractured relationships, bind up broken homes, restore marriages. Lord, in your mercy.
1: Hear our prayer.
0: For all children and young people, we pray that they grow in wisdom and in stature, in favor with you and with people. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For all of those who are sick or alone, we especially name before you those that we silently lift up to you even now. We pray for our church family to love them and to reach out to them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate God, hear our prayers and the silent prayers in our hearts. This we ask in the name of Jesus, your Son, who teaches us to pray the family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: And let my cry
0: come to you. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He Amen. Amen. may be seated as we sing. Got sign-up sheets out for the rest of the Sunday meals over by the mailboxes out there. Let's pray for the food right here before we get out there. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for every gift you've given to us, including this time of food and fun and fellowship. We ask that all things would be done to your glory, and we pray, come, Lord Jesus, be Be our guest, and let Let thy gifts to us be be blessed. Amen. dig in. We'll see you out there.